Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Stopping at the Duke's Lament has provided more than a chance to rest and recover. The tiny fiend Reistos has given Aranus and Darvin a chance to practice using some divine abilities. Darvin may just be channeling Cade's power, but the two of them have been able to work together with some success. Meanwhile, Aranus has learned to focus some of his newfound divine power into his own spells to make them more powerful than before. The first real demonstration of this came in the form of removing all of the lingering effects of the withering from Cyril, Tempest's Drake companion. Not being one to miss a chance to prove his musical talents in front of his bard idol, Tonk Maggle was quick to put on a show in the tavern. Unfortunately, he just couldn't seem to get into the rhythm of the music. Embarrassed, the young gnome retreated to the animal pen to play for the sheep and goats, finding them a much easier audience. The other members of the party have taken the time to dress their wounds and enjoy a warm meal. The bartender, Tanisha, is happy to host so many new and smiling faces, a welcome change from the relative quiet that the tavern tends to have. Besides the travelers that stop for a meal or a night's respite, her only company is the tavern's elderly and withered owner, the dwarf Duke Everhart. His body is emaciated and ossified, leaving him only able to speak and drink. Without the party's intervention in the capital, he was surely weeks away from death. But now, having heard of Aranus's part in Cyril's recovery, he wants to know if he can be healed as well. Needing the night to recharge, Arnus promised to try in the morning. Having made camp outside, near the animal pen in the squash fields, you spent a peaceful evening under the stars and ocean branches, with only the sound of the wind and an occasional bleeding of a goat breaking the silence. You awake in the morning, before sunrise, 
to a fluffy-faced sheep digging through your open packs and your belongings strewn about. What do you want to do? Okay, sheep, move them. Move along. I try to kind of pull my pack back from the Bat. sheep. Because I'm like, get get away. Bat. Oh. Bat. Like, nosing through. You can roll animal handling if you like. I'm going to start off right away with, with a dice roll. Let's see if oh. the sheep wants to listen to you. Oh, God. It won't. <laughs> but I'll try. You, you said you wanted to do this, so. Why do I never roll animal handling? I have a good bonus. I guess we roll it with yeah, the horses when you were, a lot. When you uh, were riding the horses individually. Oh, it's uh, it's going to be a good night, everybody. I crit. Nice! <laughs> um, it comes to a 27, if that matters. I think uh, it matters, but I think the crit matters more in this, <laughs> in this instance and in most instances. So is this just talking to the sheep? Are you handling the sheep at all? What's up? You tell me. You crit. <laughs> tell me how you're interacting with this sheep. I want to. I really like the goal was to like as gently as possible kind of move it away from the packs. Like, okay, there no, there's no food for you here. Just like go that way, Mister Sheepy. <laughs> <laughs> like you're very cute. Don't eat that. Thank you. The sheep immediately pulls back from your packs. <laughs> pulls back. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Let this thing with the sheep be over soon. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. <laughs> the sheep has uh the sheep has like a sock in its mouth and it's slowly munching on it. It quickly puts it down, lets it go, stares up at you, Arnis, gives you a little head nuzzle, <laughs> and then walks over to Darwin, gives him a little head nuzzle too. Finnegan, you're sleeping outside, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Walks over to Finnegan, it's Finnegan, a little head nuzzle, does the same over to Cyril, and then uh, takes a few steps away and starts munching on like a weed or some grass growing out of the ground nearby. Okay. Anything else you want to do with the sheep? Anybody? Nope. 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 Okay. Gathering up your belongings from the sheep's misdeeds, you all notice... Oh, I shouldn't say you all. Darwin and Arnis, you notice that some of your belongings are missing. <laughs> Specifically, the ebony kangaroo, <laughs> the new ring... That you got from uh, the new ring that you got from Mavic's killer, the Brumbles shard that you got from Mavic, Sir Carl the belt buckle, and M the loot. The sheep did not eat these. Just to be perfectly clear, <laughs> please do not cut open the sheep and look for your belongings. It would be an act of savagery and abuse. Uh, does it look like anybody's been around besides the sheep? You can roll an investigation to find out. Or a survival, since you are camped outdoors. I suppose oh, you could so do some, like, tracking survival. type stuff. 
survival, please. My investigation is crap. Okay. And sorry, investigation is where I went to immediately because you're investigating a crime scene. Right. I got a dirty 20. Mm-hmm. Is anybody else checking out the scene? I'll take a look. Alrighty. I don't know if or what anything is missing, so I'm not involved yet. I also got a dirty 20. Well, hey, hey. Did you also roll survival or did you go investigation? Investigation, sorry. Hmm. Alrighty. So I think between the two of you, Darwin and Aranus, it takes a while to discover because the signs are small and it looks like a very small set of footprints have been about your packs and pulling things out. Son of and the sheep was merely taking advantage of the mess to go looking for some food. Do I see a direction that the prince went? Or uh, No, no, you don't. With the 20, you can tell that these footprints are only immediately around your bags, and they and do not go off anywhere. And they're very small. Very small. I shout as loud as I can, and I don't care what time it is in the morning. Ristos? <laughs> Are you shaking your fist? Yes. It sounds like you're like, Ristos? Yeah. God. Hey. <laughs> Fool took my loot. So, yeah, I'm pissed. <laughs> I mean, I have another one. But, you know. I'm special. Mm-hmm. Gotta give the guy credit, though. I mean, he stole your belt off of you while you were sleeping. That's pretty impressive. Right? He's a little guy. He's got little hands. Plus, you know, who knows what else he can do. <sighs> so, Arnis, you shout out Raisto's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darvin, would you like to do anything? I'll help shout out Right. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'll let, I'll let Arnis handle the shouting. Okay. So Arnis shouts out for Ristos, assuming that he is the one behind this. And from within the squash fields, about 50 feet away, you hear Ristos' voice. He shouts back, Good morning! If you're all ready to attend, it's class time. <laughs> you get your fiend butt over here right now. You just want me to leave your stuff in the middle of the field then, okay? And he starts flying over. Why the fuck did you take my stuff to begin with? It's all part of the lesson plan. He's flipping through some of the pages on his, uh, on his book that's chained you around his neck. That if you need my stuff, you should, like, ask first and not just go stealing people's shit in the middle of the night. And then leaving their bags open to be eaten by a fucking sheep. <laughs> hey, you be nice to the sheep. What did he do to you? He took advantage of the mess you made of my crap and started eating my socks. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even say it without laughing. <laughs> At this point now, I've been roused from my sleep and I go, Oi, is there a thief in the group now? No, well, no, no. No, he stole my shit, but it's all right over there, apparently. Hey, by the definition of thievery, taking something without permission, it ain't right. Try telling him that. Well, I can tell him. He's Just right how here. Much, how hard would you like to, me to tell him? Oh, don't. Then. Well, the child needs to be taught a lesson. The child. 
<laughs> well, if it acts like a child and it walks like a child, then it's a child, does it not? Or if it flies, in your case. Hmm. Well, this wasn't stealing just to steal. One, if they were more attuned to their divine sensibilities, maybe it wouldn't have happened. But two, it's part of the lesson. Needed some of your stuff. I... And I figure that them learning is more important than some small social niceties. Boy, if you don't start acting right, I'm going to have a very hard lesson, child. I am older than you, young man. Just because you're older doesn't mean you act older. You may have the age, but you don't have the maturity. Well, I'm not the one throwing about threats. Why, threats are only threats if you don't intend to do anything about them. Mine was a promise. All right, Finnegan. Calm down. These three may be dealing with this being okay, but you mess with my shit, and we will have words, and those words will be components to spells, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Loud and clear, Finnegan. Here's the thing, Raistos. The next time you need some of my shit to, like, do something with a lesson, you know, it's common courtesy to just ask. Like, you take my shit in the middle of the night, and I'm going to think that you're stealing from me. Like, that's just how it works. So, you know, why don't you just wake me up in the morning and say, like, okay, we're going to need some things of yours for whatever the lesson is today. Like, it's fine. But you can't just take my loot, man. You can't just do that. That's not a thing. I will flip my shit on you if you do that. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Calm down. Dude. Fuck off. <laughs> You're making it very hard to teach you. <laughs> You're making it very hard to be around you. <laughs> that aside. Would anyone care to come and learn something? <sighs> Finnegan, you're more than welcome to join us. You might have use for some of these items yourself one day. Oh, I'll join you. I'll be keeping an eye on you. I will, but you consider this a warning. You take my shit again for the purposes of quote unquote teaching me something, mm -hmm. and I will smack your ass to the ground. Fair enough. Not the first time I've been threatened by a god. Fair enough. So, Ristos will lead you over into the middle of the squash field here for the lesson. Just a reminder of the things he borrowed from you all. Pouchet, the ebony kangaroo. M, the very divine loot. Sorry, the very fine magical loot. Arnus is the divine one. Although what M is or isn't, you know, we haven't fully discovered yet. The ring that was used to kill Mavic, Brumble's shard that was on Mavic's body, and Sir Carl's belt buckle, including the belt. So I guess unless Arnus is wearing his very tight pants, he has to hold them up as he walks out into the middle of the field. Yep. <sighs> well, again, from the top, good morning, sleepyheads. Good morning, jerkface. <sighs> now, 
I've gathered these items for another lesson. Yesterday, we went through actually using some of your ability. But more important than being able to use power is how to understand it. Now, Artis, being a god, you should have absorbed quite a bit of knowledge from Pathox. Unfortunately, things did not go that way. And Darwin, Cade has quite a bit of knowledge, whether or not he knows it, which perhaps you can tap into as well. Finnegan, Finnegan, this is just a nice little lesson for you. You can understand what these folks have, and maybe you'll know what to expect. Now then, Rystos closes the book, lets it dangle around his neck. With a wave of his hand, your five items float up from the ground. Just on display. He's not doing anything with them at the moment. So, we've got five items here. Quiz time. Pop quiz time. Which one of these is currently the most powerful item you have? So glad I don't have to play this game. (laughs) You can answer if you want. I mean, you'd be taking more of a guess than the other two would be, but... Oh my god. Okay, wait a minute. The most powerful. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. It's the kangaroo, the shard, and Sir Carl... What's mm-hmm. the fifth thing? The ring. Oh, the ring. Okay, right, right, right. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with the kangaroo. Mm. Darwin? That's actually my first guess, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one right now is the least powerful? The ring? Anybody else? Also, the ring. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Why is this little kangaroo the most powerful thing you have? Wait, do you actually not know, or do you <laughs> just like want to hear us say it? No, no, he he has answers. This is a quiz. This is the explain your answer portion. This is a short answer. A quiz. Worst fucking teacher. He's the, the worst fucking the teacher worst in the world. Teacher it's a quiz that you have not taught the students for. Fuck yeah. this guy. That's a pop quiz that you didn't teach for. It's like literally saying, okay, it's the first day of class. I'm going to give you a test on something that's going to be on the final. Fuck you, teach. (laughs) He has to evaluate your current abilities. Then that's called a formative assessment, not a test. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) This is is also the guy who tested your abilities by ambushing you with big plants. Fuck this guy. I can't stand this guy. I never said he was a good teacher. He isn't. No, he's the worst teacher ever. Okay, so, all right. <laughs> I think Scott purposely wrote the worst teacher ever to troll the three of us. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I think you're not wrong. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Back to the question. Yeah. Why is that the most powerful thing we have? Um, yeah. Okay. No, I like, I'm, I'm actually going to ask him that question. Um, hmm. I'm sorry. Do you actually, do you like not know anything about these objects or like do you just want to see if we know something about them i'm confused i know a great deal about each of these items my goal here is to determine how aware you are of the abilities of the things in your possession 
there's a thing. Um, okay. So the, um, the kangaroo seems to be imbued. <laughs> I guess that's the word with a, with the like soul or essence or something of a fallen god. Hmm. Darwin, why did you pick the kangaroo? The same reason, I promise. <laughs> okay, Darwin. Okay, okay. Darwin, which god? Which is the fallen god in the kangaroo? Mm-hmm. If you're saying there's a fallen god in there. Um, hey. Name, specialty, what do you know? Um, Kiri was that his name? Mm-hmm. That was the mm-hmm. god's name. That was the person's name. That was the person's name. Right. Don't I don't know the god's I don't think name. I know the god's name. That's okay. I'm like I don't. I don't know the god's name, but it was a Kiri. <laughs> Arnis, any extra insight on this fallen god? He has a connection to my loot. Okay, Finn. Can I call you Finn, or do you prefer Finnegan? You can call me Finnegan. Finnegan. You're a learned fellow, right? Aye. Wonderful. How many gods are there? Before Aranus intervened with Pathox. I would give the correct answer to that question. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, the player, does not know the answer to that question. Okay. It's 35. Hi. How many gods are there, were there, before the incident with Pathox? Hi, there were 35. Mm-hmm. Is this something anyone with half a brain knows? Very true, very true. Starting off with the easy question. How many are there now? Considering Aranus has taken on the mantle of chaos or freedom, pardon me, rebellion. That would be 35 again. Oh, wait, no. Mm, mm. We lost some. We did lose some, didn't we? We, we did lose some with Aranus's uh, grab for power because uh, not, not everybody could be saved. We lost a few uh, threads there. Three that I can remember, but it's more than that. I also don't know how many Finn would know because he's been a little cloistered. Like he's been pretty much mm-hmm. here. He might not know. Right, yeah. I, I will let you know that six gods in total were lost. So the correct answer now is 29. But you can answer how Finn would answer. No, I think Finn answer. I think Finn's, Finn's answer would stand. He wouldn't know that gods were lost. He would know that the number would be even again. Mm-hmm. That's what he would assume. Okay. So <clears throat> you can roll it back and I can give that answer again. You want to ask the question again? Yeah. Finnegan, how many gods are there now? I, I, I'd assume with Aranus taking up the mantle of rebellion, uh, it would be 35 again. Oh, overestimating just a touch there. Darwin, Aranus, would you care to correct Finnegan? I suppose we would know the actual number. That it is 29? Yes, both of you would know that. Yeah. Unless um, you want to not, or you want to no. play dumb to protect no. uh, Finnegan's pride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no pride to protect. Mm. Um, it's actually twenty nine. Oh, 
So, if there's a fallen god in there, who could it be, Finnegan? How many gods have fallen? I, I, I don't right know. It's not an area of study I spent a lot of time in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I could make a roll and see if I know anything, but off the top of my head, I don't know if, if, if Finnegan knows anything. Um, you can roll history if you want. Cool, yeah. Give me one second. Let me find that stat. It's int-based, so hopefully you've got a decent bonus. Uh, I got a plus five, so it's not too bad. Hey. We'll run the roll the uh, the stone die for this one. Jesus, uh, that is a fifteen total. Okay. Well, with a fifteen in history, I can safely say that you do not know about any fallen gods. Oh yeah, um, I didn't spend much time studying the fallen gods. I focused on the ones that were alive and the magic I needed to learn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would it come as a surprise to any of you that there is no written history about fallen gods? Nope. Finn's just shaking his head. Same. Nope. Hmm. Well, if it weren't for Barifax, perhaps that would be the case. But I understand that they like to keep track of every little detail. Perhaps they might know a thing or two. But, does your kangaroo actually have a fallen god? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Perhaps if your divine connections grow strong enough, you can make that determination for yourself. But is your ebony kangaroo currently the most powerful? Mm, I'm gonna say no. That honor would go to this loot over here. Now. You both were correct on the ring, though. Right now, it doesn't have hardly any power in it at all. That could change. If you, you know, use it. Now, before we get on to more of the ring, one more question. Which of these five is potentially the most powerful? What, what kind of question is that? How the hell will we know? Be either the ring or the shard. I mean, as a player, that would be my logical guess. Well, yeah, me too. But like, which one properly used, trained, etc., could be the most powerful? Could overtake M. Again, this is just something that the gods would be able to know. Well, then. Teach me how I'm supposed to figure it out. Don't just ask me questions you know I don't know the answer to. That's really, that's frustrating and it's hurtful. You know I can't do it. So why are you asking me to? Because you might get it right accidentally. (laughs) But what the heck is the point of that? It's the same thing as a false positive. It doesn't mean anything. It means you might have good instincts. Okay, well, fine then. (sighs) Based on what you said, then I'm going to guess the ring. Darwin, Finnegan, care to weigh in? Um, yeah, I'm going to guess the mantle. The, the shard of Brumble's mantle. Yes, sorry, sorry, the shard. It's a, uh-huh. it's a good guess. The mantle shard. These are safe guesses. Oy. If the ring is what I think it is, that it has definitely the most potential. 
Ooh, Finnegan, what do you think the ring is? I have seen a few rings of spell storing in my time. Hmm. Well, let me just say that this ring puts those to shame. <laughs> and depending on how you use it, perhaps this ring could be the most powerful. But it would take proper use and <laughs> more than a fair amount of care. Uh, caution, I should say. You don't have to care for the ring. You don't need to polish it or speak nice words to it or anything. Don't worry. Well, the question then. If this ebony kangaroo does indeed hold a fallen god, why would a ring be more powerful, potentially, than a god? I don't know. You tell me. Because the god's stuck in a fucking kangaroo? Like, I... <laughs> Sorry, you can't see it, but I'm just like flailing my arms over here. I, I can imagine it. <gasps> Wildly gesticulating into the air. Hey, based on what all you know about the Ring of Spell story, it is only as powerful as the spell that you store in it. There are spells that are quite powerful. Throw it in that ring, it becomes significantly more powerful than even a god, depending on the spell. There are a few things that can unmake a god, but there are spells. Darwin, would you care to weigh in? I... No, actually. I don't think I have a theory. Okay. Well, Darwin, while I admire your uh, selection of this shard, I hate to inform you that that is wrong. If the mantle were still in one piece, you would probably be correct. But as this opaline shard, it is unfortunately quite limited. And in fact, once you use it, it would be the least powerful thing that you have. Valuable, sure. I mean, it's pretty. It's durable. Okay. Well then, who can tell me what the ring actually does? Finnegan was close. Um, Chris, I do not honestly know if Finnegan knows the identify spell. Um, I can check. Give me a second. Because that would be the only way to flat out no at this point. I do, but it is not a spell I normally prepare, so I would have to cast it as a ritual, and I think you would notice me trying to focus on it for ten minutes. <sighs> and I think Rystos would lose his patience. Okay. No? Anyone? Can anyone tell me exactly what the ring does? No, because none of us have actually had time to investigate it yet. Well, I guess I think if this had said, I, I would say, well, I could if you give me some time with it. All right. I'm, I'm more than willing to let Finnegan show off here. Rystos will nice. become impatient, but I will definitely want to respect the player action here. And if you want to take the time to cast this as a ritual... Um, so that's going to be like a good 11 minutes that we're waiting on mm -hmm. Finnegan. <sighs> While you're casting this, uh, let's see, that leaves us with the kangaroo, the loot, the shard, and Sir Carl. Risto says, Aranis, please put your belt back on. We do not need <laughs> Sir Carl for this demonstration anymore. Thank you. And I like snatch the belt up. 
<laughs> it's just floating in the air. He's just levitating each of these objects. Like huffy the entire time mm-hmm. I'm putting it on. Don't get me wrong. Sir Carl is wonderful. It's a fancy belt buckle. And you've certainly empowered it more. Somehow. And Darwin, if you would like to take your kangaroo back, unless you would like to summon it and we can get a first-hand look at what he can really do, you may. I'll just take it back for now. Okay. Arnis, you can have M back, too. He's really only concerned about the ring and the shard at the moment, since we don't know what those items do. Okay. Uh, I should say, you all have a general idea of what the shard can do. It's to basically like make something magical or boost something's magical abilities as a one-time thing. So as you're getting your other stuff back, Finnegan, what does it look like as you cast this spell as a ritual? I think, uh, you know, I, st- I studied at wizard school. So, you know, I pull out, um, I don't know what the components of the spell are. Let me look it up real quick. Ooh. I mean, if they're really obscure, I'm not pulling them out. I'll use my wand, but... Oh, it's a pearl worth at least 100 gold and an owl feather. Yeah, I'm not pulling that out. So <laughs> He's not so going to steal your pearl? No, I'm, but I, I doubt I have a 100 gold pearl. Um, uh. So I, I take out my wand, um, and I think I close my eyes and I hold the the ring in my hand and it's kind of like hovering the wand over it as I spend that time trying to like magically connect it to the item. Okay. Before I just drop this item into our chat for everybody to see, Finnegan, is there any reason why you wouldn't tell people what this item does? No. Especially this early in the friendship with Arnis and Darwin. I'm not keeping a secret on their own item. Okay. Well, as you finish up the ritual, you find out that this is a ring of spell confiscation. This is a legendary item, if we want to talk tears. This is made by the highest skilled wizards in the Tower of Abandonment. And whereas a ring of spell storing can store a spell, this item has no such limitation. It is able to store as many spells as the wearer can manage. It can release those spells, and it can also be set off with a great effect if you're willing to sacrifice the ring. Whoa. So, just post it in the chat. I will read uh, the highlights here. Spell confiscation is a reaction. Whenever another creature casts a spell, you can attempt to confiscate it, to store it within the ring. Either the creature casting the spell or the target of the spell must be within 30 feet of you. You make an arcana check to try to capture the spell. If you fail, you can't control it and you become the target of the spell, regardless of the original wording or area of effect. And you'll take some damage, some psychic damage, per level of the spell being cast. Uh, You can release any spell that's stored within the ring as a bonus action. This will use the slot level spell save DC, spell attack bonus, whatever, of the original caster, but is otherwise treated as if you cast the spell yourself. So whoever ends up wearing this ring will need to be making notes of those things. And finally, there's the spell explosion, which is an action. 
and you break the gem that is embedded within the ring to release all of its magical energy, with an explosion that fills a 60-foot radius sphere centered on it. There is an intelligence saving throw involved. Um, there is force damage, regardless of the number of spells and spell slot levels stored within. And then there is increased damage for every level of spell stored within the ring. Holy crap. That's a- <laughs> Once broken in that fashion, it loses all magical abilities until properly repaired. Replacing the gem and having a wizard actually do the work on it, you would have to go to the Tower of Abandonment pretty much to repair it. Unless, I don't know, somebody was a god. Um, but it is very dangerous. It's 4d12 force damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one, and that increases by 1d12 per level of spell slot within the ring. This ring does not fuck around. No. Currently, there are no spells stored within. Power word kill was the only one in there, and that took out Mavic. Ah. So right now, the ring, not very dangerous, but potentially very dangerous. I guess I can describe its appearance, which is up there in the description. It's an exquisite ring made from delicate gold-like fibers, and the golden threads are interwoven to create a series of hands grasping towards the center, which contain a color-change fluorite. The gemstone is normally a vivid green, and it shifts to a brilliant purple as the ring gains more spells. So currently, it is green. All right, Finnegan, you just discovered all this through your ritual. I definitely share this with the entire group. Mm-hmm. What do people think? That's pretty neat. I think Rystos will say, who wants to wear it? Wear it? Kind of terrified of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you don't want it, I can always take it off your hands. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. You already stole it from us once. Don't be a dick. I borrowed it. No, you stole it. Borrowing without permission is stealing. I don't know where you learned manners. If they have that at fiend school or not. Clearly not. Anyway. As the person with the most magical ability, I guess I better wear it. Unless, Darwin, you want to because you're least likely to die. Hey. If you want me to, but it seems least useful, doesn't it? Considering I'm the one casting stuff anyway. Right. The the arcana check to catch a spell um, is important. Yeah. But hey, better... Finnegan's a wizardy type guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, whoever wants it can have it. I just don't want you to forget that there are two casters in the group now, and Darvin is very unkillable. So I could see anybody wearing this. Um, it might take me a minute to remember, like, that Finnegan can do all that stuff. And so, like, as I'm saying this whole thing about, like, well, I mean, I like, I should probably wear it. Wait a minute. You do, like, magic stuff. Maybe you should wear it. Well, I, I, I'm not going to ask for it, Arnest, but if you're, uh, if you're offering it, I could make a good use of it. Well, I mean, I think I have a big target on my back anyway, so I don't need to draw any more attention to myself than, say, like, 
the humming loot and the belt buckle already do. <laughs> also, my arcana is significantly higher than yours. It really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, then uh, I mean, I've, I've got it in my hand and I'm probably actively holding it out to you. And so well, if you're offering it, I, I say thank you and I will use it in service to you. Okay. You're, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sort of shrugging my shoulders because in my brain I'm going, I wasn't ours to begin with. <laughs> we pulled I mean, it off it- some bitch who killed our friend, so it's fine. <laughs> It went from one rich asshole to another, and now to a tamer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. And since people already know what the shard kind of does, I'm going to drop that in there. Also, because it's really just a matter of how do you want to use it? And I think that's how Ristos chimes in. You have this shard. You've been carrying it with you for a little bit. But you haven't used it yet. Don't you want to make something better? What's holding you back here? Trying to figure out exactly what to do with it. Darvin, your leg sword could be more magical. (laughs) Right, the leg sword. I keep forgetting that the leg sword and Mm -hmm. his, like, acid sword are two different things. (laughs) (laughs) They are. It's not a terrible idea. You could make your bow more magical. You could make your clothes more magical. They aren't magical at all right now. You could make your shoes magic. You have this potential between this ring and this shard, and you aren't using it. The, the shard, again, is way more flexible. It's just a matter of what you want to put it in. And if you just want to use it as a makeshift magical dagger, also possible. Um, but something tells me its greatest use would come from enhancing something else. Or, Darwin, we could just shove this thing right into your fist. <laughs> Make my fist magic? Even more so, yes. Well, technically, they already count. I see, you're right. More mm-hmm. magic. That sounds kind of freaky. Um, shove it in your head, too, if you want. <laughs> Make my head magic? That'd be cool. Those pendants ears, we could make those better. No. Oh, well, <laughs> those would be pretty OP. You don't See, have to use this now, but this is, <laughs> Rice wants to bring up the fact that you have these things and you're not using them. This is my problem is like that. I feel like there's like so many options with that, that I'm like paralyzed by the choice of trying to right. figure out what to do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, we could like add it to things and it would probably like do more damage or do like some sort of crazy kind of damage or like we could add it, you know, to like my armor and like up the armor because I don't have magic armor anymore. <laughs> you could make a magical shield. Pretty much anything you can wear, you could turn it magical, like a necklace, a ring. <laughs> that ring that you just got. Oh god. Um Sir it Carl. More powerful. <laughs> M, the ebony kangaroo. It doesn't ha- it could be mundane now or it could already be magical. But Rystos is just disappointed that you're not one, that you're not smart enough yet, like no divine knowledge between the two of you. Some instincts, but also just you're not using what you have. So not only does Rystos get to be me being a bad teacher for you guys, but he also gets to voice in world. I then, okay, I'm gonna. <laughs> as 
because he's like talking about this thing. I'm I'm gonna go see Ristos. This is actually our problem because there's so many options when it comes to this thing that like I for one and Darwin can speak for himself, but like I for one am I I am genuinely paralyzed by the choice of what to do with this. There's so many options that I literally cannot figure out what to do. Use it to make Carl stronger. <laughs> He's That's already true. godly strong. Because he went into the fucking bulb with me. Or the belt buckle did. So he's already like glowy, crazy, whatever. Kind of like the idea of adding it to M. But I don't want it to do something weird to her. So is this a fear thing? Are you afraid of acting? Are you serious? Did you like literally not hear like everything that I just said? There's too many options, man. Darwin's leg sword, my loot, my armor, anything else. Darwin's fist. Like I, we can add it to anything. And I literally do not know what the best choice is. And so I just can't figure out what to do. <laughs> add it exactly. to your tight pants and make them magical, sexy tight pants. Yeah, magic tight um, pants. I'm sorry. Have you seen these tight pants? They are already magical, sexy <laughs> tight pants. God. <laughs> And if you didn't think that's how I was going to answer that, you don't know Arnis at all. I hate you so much, and yet I love you also. Self-tightening so tight pants. <laughs> they, don't get any, they don't get any tighter. They're it's, always exactly as tight as they need to be. Exactly. Um, Darwin, is this your concern too? Just too many choices. Yeah, paralyzed with indecision. <laughs> Afraid of making the wrong choice is what it sounds like to me. Exactly. Which makes you just as good as any of the other gods, really. <sighs> nice. We're doing great. I mean, <laughs> you're doing great. So then if you're so exasperated by it, just tell us where to put it. You can give it to me. No. <laughs> no. I don't want to make that decision for you. I don't have to. It's not why I'm here. But if you're not going to make a decision, fine. Let's go get a Let's go get some breakfast. No. I smelled some God. biscuits in there. You're so mopey. Um he's not mopey. He's just tired of god bullshit. Hey, well then why is he here? Um <laughs> Hey, um, if you want to spend time uh, getting to know Ristos and understand his motivations, fine. But hey, Nate, East, what's your what's your AC currently? Seventeen. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out if it might be a good idea to add it to my armor. I'm at sixteen, so I'm not that far behind you. It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, armor is an area where I think you definitely uh, would want to consider it because, as in general, we're a skish, skishy group. I'm only at 15. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That, like, yeah. It's true. Do you still have your duck armor? Well, yeah, but it's not magical. So that plus one is gone. So it's it doesn't still, matter. It's, it's just still like, magical. It's, it's still magically waterproof. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I, but it, like, it, Right, it doesn't have its bonus anymore. Right, so it's it's the same as like regular old 
armor. So I actually like mm-hmm. once it stopped being once it stopped giving me the plus one, I stopped wearing it and went back to my other armor. Okay. I may actually be less than fifteen. <laughs> but did I'm you not, not put on your mage armor this morning? No, did not. You should do that right now. Because it's it's a spell slot and I gotta think really hard about how I'm gonna use spell slots. Cause I only got so many. He gets fewer than most wizards. I'm, so. a, I'm a half caster. But also, what danger could possibly befall you here in the middle of a field? See, now that he said that, you better cast Mage Armor. Okay. It's only 12. Rystos, you want a decision? Here's a decision. It's going on my armor. What do we do? Oh. You actually want to do something with it. Do I just like stick it on there? Surprise, like, what surprise. do I do? Well, as the shard is worded in its item, it can be used to augment any object or creature, mundane or magical. Doing so grants it a permanent magical ability. As an action, you can perform the augmentation by holding the shard against the intended target while focusing on the transfer. Once used in this fashion, the shard is drained of all magical power. It does stay very beautiful, though. So you could physically attach it to your armor if you want, or you could just use it to do the transfer. It is some bling, so you could show off, but I know you tend to wear performance clothes over your armor. Yeah. Your call. Um, we'll just do the transfer. Okay. What type of benefit are you trying to get out of this? I would, I would love a boost to my armor class. Okay, okay. Seeing as this magic originated from Pathox, god of chaos, as you're doing this, let's have you make an arcana check. Oh dear. 25. Okay. What color does this turn your armor? You'll get a bonus. I just, I'm, I'm starting off with the fun bit. Uh, purple, just like everything else I do. Purple. Just like everything else. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted a dark opalescent color, like the shard itself, but purple. It'd be a matching set, man. I know. To match the belt buckle. We're getting into the most wonderful part of loot collection, and that is dyeing your outfits. <laughs> uh, so it's going to turn your armor purple. What is this, leather armor? Yes. Studded armor? I forget. It's studded leather armor, yeah. Studded leather armor. Do the studs change color too? Ooh, now there's a question. I wonder if they might turn that more like opalescent color, like the armor itself kind of turns purple and then there's like kind of this dark opalescent quality to the studs. Mm, That black opal. Yeah. Okay, okay. Feels like pretty like metal armor (laughs) for Arnis to have, but we'll go with it anyway. Kiss ain't got nothing on Arnis. Apparently not. I just figure if you're up in one of your uh, pieces of clothing, might as well make it fun to look at, too. Heck yeah. So as you transfer this and you notice your armor changing color before your very eyes, it also gains an AC bonus permanently, making this magical armor. Uh, You now have a plus two to your AC. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was writing. Which officially makes me the skishiest. At 12. Very squishy. And me the second squishiest. But I, 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 I hide far away. Like very, very far away when I fight. 
So, artist, what does that make your AC now in this armor? 18. Damn, nice. You're like a level one fighter. <laughs> I know, right? For, for a bard, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Before Reistos does anything else, I wanted to drop a couple things else into the chat. These are the things from last time. The first one there is for Darvin. The other two are for Aranus. These are your divine abilities and features. Mm. Have a look at those at your leisure. Not sure if we'll be needing them this time or at this very moment. I'm, you could surprise me. You could surprise me. But let me know if you have questions on those things. So, As Aranus is using Brumble's shard to enhance his armor and look even more fabulous, Ristos is looking pleased. Finally, using some of what you have. It's the first step to being a better god. Now, unless you would like any more practice against some of Brumble's newest children, we can head inside. I, for one, am famished. Uh, Yeah, I had a pretty rude awakening to a sheep eating my socks, so, like, (laughs) breakfast would be good before I get even more snippy with you. Well, does Arnus get hungry? Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) So, no one wants to fight any more plants today? No. I don't know. That would just be showing off at this point. Fire burns it. But now you're in the squash field, and unless you want to cripple the Duke's Lament supplies... Maybe don't put up a giant wall of fire. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not happening. All right. All right, then. All right, then. If everybody's done having a chance to show off what they don't know, we can wrap things up here. God, this guy is so Dude, bad. don't be a jerk. Maybe keep a close eye on that loot, on that little kangaroo there. I'm fascinated to see what might happen with them. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend.